This episode of the Undisputed Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code UNDISPUTED at manscaped.com. If my math is correct and you like balls, that's about 12 million balls. Hey, did you guys get the old performance package 4.0? Sure did, man. Dude, total, total, total game changer. Between the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer and the weed whacker, the whack of the weeds, ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, and those performance boxer briefs, my balls, ears and nose have never been happier. First off, the lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer is the future of grooming. And dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Uh-uh. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof. So go ahead, spill your beers on it. And also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. And since this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess in your pants, and on the floor. Oh, thank God. Without a doubt, the Lawnmower 4.0 is amazing. But what's what take your shaving and grooming game to a whole new level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, nose, and ear hair trimmer. Like the old Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides excellent skin safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Plus the crop reserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver ball toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. And if I could say balls a few more times, that would be awesome. So trust me when I say this, oh, here we go. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts on their performance package 4.0 the Manscaped Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. So bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code UNDISPUTED. My balls, they thank me every morning. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code UNDISPUTED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code UNDISPUTED. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. That's All right, fellas, here we are, live and living in the The Podcast with Bobby Hey, did we ever get the video talking like that? We are. It's unfortunate because Frank is naked right now. Mm-hmm. He's actually mm-hmm. just wearing John Mox in Varsity Blues jersey and no pants. And to answer the previous question, Frank, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> doing well, doing well. How is Storm Central, Bobby? How is the storm treating you? 
the storm has not uh, hit the land just yet. Um, we are preparing for um, the storm to hit tomorrow, I believe. Uh, you know, school's off, work is canceled for most, most being most importantly, my wife. Um, I don't know. We are here in Ormond Beach, so batten down the old people. Storm is coming. <laughs> my mom's so in ever... the villages. My mom's up, uh, up in the villages. She said they've already lost cable out there. I don't oh, know that... wow. I'm like, what are you going to do now? You can't watch Wheel of Fortune. My mom's in the ground because uh, she's dead. Oh. So I don't know if they have cable there or... <laughs> That's a good turn what but <laughs> yeah we went different on that one boys and girls we, yep, that, that was a hard left, it took a hard left. i mean yeah. i think we popped both tires on the left hand yeah. side that's how hard we went i like making it awkward <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was that was yeah that's all right so bob you had quite the eventful week last week um i had um, I did. I you had. debuted I... on impact last friday night but however prior to that I did. Prior, prior to that, earlier in the day. So Richard, we, prior to that. Ah, I see you did there. I love, so, love a good pun. Prior to that, there was a um, a piece of a news story that came out regarding yourself. And um, it's only just, apropos. Can we just clarify on the news story? Can we put that in air quotes as a news story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> self-professed journalist uh, concocted a story. And if you really think about it, it's crazy. You apparently went to Kyle and Adam and said, hey, fellas, I know you're signed to contracts, but why don't you break the contract? Tell Tony you want a release. And let's go back to WWE and get the band started. Because it's that easy to get out of a contract. Right. Well, because guess what, boys? After over 25 years or something like that in the wrestling business, I don't know how contracts work myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess what was most um, troublesome and amusing at the same time to me was how many uh, outlets picked up on what was, you know, because if there's anybody who knows that it's totally fabricated information, it would be me, Adam, Kyle, um, Hunter, like the people that it's talking about, um, who didn't do any of the things like, so none of it's real. And, um, you know, even people like Jim Cornette picked it up and commented on it. And Jim and I have always had a great relationship to, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> Jim hurt my feelings a little bit by believing some bullshit about me so easily. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And I think that that's what sucks the most about it is that these people that write this stuff, there's no checks and balances. There's no <clears throat> ramifications when you are in the wrong. Therefore, they continue to just write whatever it is that they're going to write, and it gets picked up by whomever, and then it becomes like the fact or fiction line really doesn't matter. So the whole thing is just absurd. Thank, thankfully, AEW came out and disputed the thing because at the end of the day that's how you feed the family and yeah it's a character thing also yeah 
Um, and I, you know, and I appreciate the fact that AEW did what they did. Um, and it is no favor to me. It's just the truth. You know, it's no favor to, there's no favor needed by anybody in any of this. Let's all just tell the truth. Like if you're a piece of the media or journalistic integrity, quote unquote, like you're supposed to delve in or, or deal in truth when possible. And you're never, um, as a journalist, supposed to deal in mistruth unless you're doing it ignorantly and unknowingly or whatever, and then it comes out. And then when that does happen, you should own up to it and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. Um, but instead it seems like people don't want to, um, they don't want to own the things that they've done. Um, they seem to, uh, have concern for their own want you to have concern for their own mental health and well-being etc and what ramifications this could have on on their real world but how about when you report it the ramifications it could have on my real world um adam cole's real world uh tony khan's anybody else and how about each of those people's mental health um because the same person claimed uh, this being, uh, you know, disparaging to his mental health. And it's like, but when you reported it, you didn't think anything of that. That meant nothing to you. And I think that that, that therein lies the issue and the problem with all of this, you know, and, and he writes for the wrestling observer allegedly. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, Dave Meltzer, fully reported this stuff as well or was was happy to put it out on his um any of his media stuff as well and and there should be some sort of you know toe the line here in some way there should be like repercussions or i don't know i just think like you know act like a piece of shit and and a lot of times these people just continue to get get given the like yeah okay keep being a piece of shit and i almost feel like it's you know it's the consumer's responsibility to stop consuming that would be the biggest ramification you could drop on people it's like okay well if you're gonna like unless the consumer wants to be lied to and and maybe some of you fans want to be lied to and if that's the case well cool um but don't i don't know don't be so passionate about it and there are like we don't have a whole lot of room left in this world for any more hate <laughs> and toxic <laughs> bullshit and when you got a journalist that's coming out doing what that guy did and then dave Meltzer co-signing it and and dave knows that he's got a, a pretty trusted voice um some people love him some people hate him whatever it is um but like, come on, man, do better. On that note, I think that's as about as much as we can talk about it. Right. Really? Can I well, say, let's, let's I, you know, it's our show. So I'll just say this to them. Fuck you. <laughs> there you go. That's a good okay. way to close that part. How about uh, <laughs> so last week, I really man, meant thank you. 
Thank we you. Had, we had Rocky Romero on last week, and that was a, a hoot. A hoot. <laughs> so I went back, I watched some old episodes of Talking Shop, and okay. Luke and Rocky had Eric Bischoff on about a year ago, and the big LG asked Bischoff about convincing Hulk Hogan to turn heel. And I have, never heard this, I have never heard this story before. Everybody takes credit for the NWO, but however... Apparently, you, Bobby, were the one to talk Hogan into turning heel. Uh, it was a conversation that Terry and I had. Uh, Terry was, he had left the palatial estates in Tampa, and he had, uh, he had made his way to Ormond Beach for a little visit. This was, uh, what were we, early 90s? Late 90s, like, yeah, like 96, 97, 97 98. Yeah. yeah. Seven, nine, okay, so late 90s, right, because we we graduated high school in 94. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, um, he and I, uh, we were playing darts, and uh, Terry had mentioned how he had kicked around the idea a little bit, talked with his wife a little bit about it, and you know, frankly, I said, Terry, listen, it's something that you've not done. It's uh, it's the one place you haven't gone. It's the one place that I think your fans would, you know, you would be shedding this skin and, and you would be trying on something new. Um, and, you know, the yellow and gold will always be there. We can always go back to it. We can find a way to to twist it around and, and get you back there if need be. But I think turn and heel is is probably the way to go. I mean, that's the conversation we had, Frank. That was, you know. It's meat potatoes. It's straightforward. I mean, a lot of people don't know this story until now. I mean, it's it's one of the biggest moves in professional wrestling history. And Hogan turning heel, and you had a major part of it. People, you know. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even call it a major part, Frank. I would, I would say that, like, I was responsible for it. No, I agree. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's completely like really trusting of Hogan to just give take your advice at the ripe old age of eighteen years old or nineteen. Right. Well, say you know what you're you you know your shit. That's a good idea. Well, you know the fact, Dennis, is that even though I was eighteen, I had been watching since I was nine. True. You know, so. Pardon me. Uh, do the math for me there. That's um, well, from nine to 18 is nine years. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yep. So nine years, almost a decade of fandom that Terry, um, you know, I mean, there's my credibility. My credibility is right there. Yeah. How could he not? Yeah, so, I yeah, he did. He... I've been watching you for nine years. I think it's a great move. I think you should you should go heal. Yeah. And he took my advice. Uh, we ha had this conversation over um, a Mick Ultra. Terry and I oh, were Mickey. both having okay. a Mick Ultra. Yep. Nice. Um, I don't. I hate to put him out there like that, but uh, I was eighteen, <laughs> drinking age, twenty-one. Um, sorry, Terry, but I just I want to be transparent here. You did buy uh, an underage future professional wrestler um, alcohol. It's the truth. Well, 
It's true. I think the, I think the statute of limitations is, is worn out on the the Statue of Liberty. That's uh, no, 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 not the, not, not the thing in New York Harbor. No. Oh, not the not the Statue of Limitations. Oh, oh, not to be confused with the Statue of Liberty. No, and you know, if there's one thing I know, it's the law. As a radio oh. DJ, I I have extensive background in law. All right. Well, I heard you wrong because Mrs. Fish and I have had a few too many Michelob Ultras tonight. Ah, yes. Fair enough. Outstanding. 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 So All right, talk, boys. Let's talk about the state of the business. Um, okay. Too many gimmicks. Are there not enough storylines? What are you feeling right now, man? Me? Dennis, what are you feeling right now? What am I feeling right now? <laughs> well, as a you know, as, as a as a professional wrestling historian, mm-hmm. um, I just want to know who the White Rabbit is. That's all I want to know. But other than that, <laughs> oh, is it? But, but that, I wanted to ask you that before we get into Bobby. Are you the White Rabbit? I, you know, you had mentioned the White Rabbit earlier today, and I'm utterly confused. I'm thinking, is it the Rabbit from Tricks? Is that the White no. Rabbit? No. Tricks rabbit. It might be. We don't really know who the white rabbit is, so maybe it is the Tricks Bunny. Hmm. Tricks Bunny sounds like the name for a hooker. <laughs> hey, Tricks Bunny, come here. <laughs> I think it's a stripper. Now he's got a fistful of dollars for you. <laughs> Tricks I think, Bunny. I think Tricks Bunny is actually a stripper in Tampa. Now coming to the stage. Tricks Bunny. Tricks Bunny. <laughs> If anybody <laughs> takes that as a wrestling gimmick, we want credit. Yeah, we should. Tr- we should definitely copyright that right now. Mm-hmm. What's the worst gimmick anybody's proposed to you? Tricks money. Of the trick money. <laughs> Tricks money. I think it was my own. Um, I think I told this story. Is it Jerry Johnson? Jerry Jackson. Yeah, and then Devito's. brilliant twist on it was well you could be jerk johnson (laughs) and uh i think i want it was somebody's idea in that room i want to say it was devito's but it it could have been somebody else's steve bell's (laughs) well steve bell wasn't there (laughs) allegedly (laughs) but was to like come out to the ring with because at this time it I don't know. So the year would have been like early 2000s, like 2001 or 2002. So I guess more people would have known what a porno magazine was. <laughs> um, but today I'm, I'm sure there's people that are like, why that? Um, <laughs> but yeah, he had said like you could hand like porno magazines out or something. How did that catch on? And I just thought to myself, like, all right, we're trying to get this career going uphill. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds, uh, that sounds like, you know, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe on my way out of the business, I'll reprise that role and hand out some porno magazines to the children. It'd be like Mick Foley and Dude Love. Needy. (laughs) Porno mags. Just come out with a bottle of lotion and a roll of toilet paper or a box of tissues and no hand sanitizer. No, get that in the hole, the hole in your nose. 
Yeah. When you get some hand sanitizer in the hole, it stings a bit, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a Yankee like, game, Dennis. It's a one nothing Toronto. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I won't ask you what you're doing. You answered, you told me last week. <laughs> I'm waiting for Judge to hit 61. We got to get video. We've got to get this video thing sorted out. We'll get it figured out. We got to find someone that's tech savvy with that stuff because uh, no, I don't think any of us are. Well, that somebody certainly is not me. How about you, Frank? Are you tech savvy enough to figure out the video aspect? I can log on and work my way around it, but every time it doesn't work. Awesome. So it falls on my shoulders. Um, so perfect. We'll uh, we'll get it figured out eventually. We'll have a we'll have a YouTube, an undisputed podcast YouTube channel, a Twitter okay. machine. Let's try should. next time. Let me try my laptop. That might be a difference maker. I'm on the Mac right now. Okay. That was a screaming right. endorsement for Apple products. Way to go, Frank. Here goes, here goes that advertising money. <laughs> They're proud not mine. Well said. Well said. All right, All so right. Should we get back to Bobby addressing the state of the professional wrestling business? Uh-huh, I suppose. Um, well, what like uh so what more? What more that we're 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 pretty general at the moment. Those are too many gimmick matches. Like, walk us through how you guys got to war games, because that to me is a payoff. Right. Um, I think that there, and this is my opinion, obviously, but I do think that there are too many gimmick matches. Um, they're given away uh, with very little buildup, and they're given away for you know, no reason it seems, um, which I know like, you know, a cage match was generally the blow off because the, the uh, altercations had become uh, um, uncontainable, right? So they had to put them in a cage and that was just like pro wrestling 101, at least the pro wrestling I grew up on. Um, and then I think it was like, you know, you sharpen your tools, right? And I think it was it was brought to a really uh, razor's edge, no pun intended, but by like, you know, brilliant minds like Dusty Rhodes and um, some of these other people. I mean, I brought up Jim Cornette before, um, but I think Jim, you know, another guy with, with a mind for the business and people who book wrestling and you're, you know, you don't, you know, you, you certainly can have your effect on it and your spin and, and it may be, um, you know, groundbreaking in some ways, but at the end of the day, nobody's going to reinvent the wheel and it doesn't need to be reinvented. So I think giving away gimmick matches, which also causes the boys to have to work harder and the boys sometimes almost need to be saved from the boys because the boys will always go out. If, if, if you are one of the boys who does this business the way it's supposed to be done, and again, this is my opinion, um, you will always go out and, and you know, you're like, yeah, I, I'll take more bumps and I'll do more of this and I'll do more of that, more, 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 because that's the way a lot of us came up, were trained, 
you know, it's the, like, I know for myself, I come from legitimate sports background. So to me, doing that part of it, working harder to make my opponent look a certain way or, you know, taking more bumps, especially like, you know, I took pride in that stuff when we were, whatever you want to call it, bad guys, heels, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's, it's actually even a little bit hard for me to talk in these inside baseball terms because it is in some ways kind of betraying the business. But at the same time, our business has turned into this like almost unrecognizable thing um, that it's like, well, you almost might as well speak openly about it. Um, <clears throat> but I think that, that in those cases, there needs to be someone in control to save the boys from the boys and to save their own product. Because if you give away too much, then nobody wants to pay extra for the payoff, you know? And I, I think it's like having a gym membership that you don't cancel. So Planet Fitness, everybody knows it, right? It's 10 bucks a month. No, nobody frets over 10 bucks a month. But I would say if you look at the books at Planet Fitness, there's probably like an 80% um, rate of people who just straight up don't use it. Yeah. But at such a low rate of $10 a month, and this is not a hard concept to get our brains around. Um, you know, I'm no valedictorian and I can. Um, don't you sell yourself short. <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm not going to frame. I'm you know, brilliant in my own stupid way. <laughs> Point being like, if, uh, if you don't put value on your product, why should anybody else? And if the value's not there because we give everything away on free TV, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like you're you were trying to run without legs. You're bringing up a good point that we were talking about that Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon match. I forget which pay-per-view it was, but he threw him through. He bellied him, bellied him. I think Shane through a plate glass window. It was the, the, yeah. On the top of the stage they had. Yes. Yep. But you wouldn't see that on raw or SmackDown. It was on a pay-per-view. I think it was their, their blow-off match, like the pinnacle of yeah. the feud was that. Yes. But that, it made it meaningful. We still talk about that today, you know? Right. Well, I mean, that's the way they used to do it. Like, okay, so let's say, I, and I've said this before on this podcast, that the, the most uh, impressionable years I uh, watched, um, like NWA, the, the most closely. And that was the way, like, you know, War Games was a blow-off match. It was the, the match, like, to end all, uh, what do they call it? The match beyond. The match beyond. Yeah. And there was all this build to it. I mean, they built to it for a fucking year or whatever they did, you know? I, I don't know. But it was, there was time invested into it. And when you don't invest the time in it now or you only invest a few weeks because, you know, for, for whatever reason, you're just not doing it justice and i think the consumer wants to pay or there would not be a consumer but they want to pay for quality let's give people quality you know um 
you, I don't know. I don't want to use other uh, sports franchises and businesses as, as examples um, because then it just gets more. Confusing. Well, it's like it's football. The Super Bowl is not week two or three. The Super Bowl's at the end. So you're yeah. building towards the Super Bowl. Yeah. Similar situation like WrestleMania. Back in the day, they always said Vince at the day at WrestleMania, they had the next WrestleMania being planned. And that was right. forward thinking, you know? Right. Well, I say I, I want to stick to pro wrestling and I'll, I'll bring up an example of um, when I was with NXT and we brought back War Games. Um, the first time and even the second time and and dare i say every time it, it, all all four of them that we were in but i the first two i can think of specifically how we built to those storylines and like cole had issue with um one person and then kyle and i had another issue and then that's kind of how like we we brought it together so at our debut um kyle and i jumped um sanity sanity and then we eventually uh cole jumped drew um and that would you know the drew part of it i think had changed i don't remember but we did sanity was one of the teams and then aop was the other team that kyle and i were working closely against um, and they figured into the equation and then that's how they looped Roddy into the equation with Cole. Cause, cause remember this was before we were the four man unit, we were still mm-hmm. just three. Um, and I don't, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not one of those guys who can like recount dates and storylines. And, you know, I, I, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So, um, do you know, Frank? You were in Oregon, I think, but I don't know what you had for lunch. Yeah, I thought I, yeah, maybe it was, huh, who knows. Anyway, (laughs) um, or even like the second uh, War Games, it had been built to, you know, there was, there was issue with Cole and with Ricochet and with Pete Dunne. And then there were the, the Viking Raiders who at that time, I think they were called the, uh, whore machine or something? Yes, the whore machine. The whore machine. Yeah, yeah. toot toot. Yeah, yeah, the whore <laughs> machine. <laughs> and, and, you know, we all had, there were all these um, storylines that converged, which caused a reason for there to be a war games. So then that becomes, in essence, a true payoff. And that's what the people pay to see is the payoff of these converging storylines, you know? And I just think that, I don't know, that's episodic TV, right? I'm not. It makes you want to tune in. I would think that, I mean, I'm not the only one that has this figured out. Like a lot, I mean, this is why fans watch. This is why I was a fan, you know? It's just, you know, uh, I don't know. To me, it's uh, it just seems pretty simple. You know, it's funny. You brought up AOP. What was it like with Paul Ellering? Wasn't Paul Ellering there? Yeah. Yeah. So you crossed paths, I think, Dusty Rhodes at one point, correct? And me? then circled back. Yeah, you. 
Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Dennis, didn't you and Dusty Rhodes do yeah. a program back in 85? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it was, was a bull rope match. It was yeah, Dennis and Dusty, 85. Yeah. The Great yeah. American Bash. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was Great American Bash. Dennis Romanowski. Yeah. The Cowboy. Uh, that, yeah, that, that was the bull rope match. Dennis the Repo Man Romanowski. <laughs> I was a producer on that match. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I think Doink the Clown walked you to the ring. <laughs> The original, Dink, the, the, the original Doink, yes. accompanied by Doink the Clown. <laughs> the Matt Bourne version. Was it? Oh, I was trying to reference. Um, huh. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Demolition Smash that walked you to the ring? Me? Yeah. No, it was Crush. Yeah. Crush? Crush walked me to the ring. No. Now you're lying. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. When he caught you're going to have to go hang out with that guy from the Wrestling Observer. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. If my anyway, phone. Frank, get me back on track. Here. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? So, as an NWA fan, yeah. you cross paths with not only Dusty Rhodes uh-huh. and Paul Ellering, yeah. and you're in the War Games. Paul Ellering, uh, beautiful man, uh, such a gentleman to, to converse with. Um, and he was uh, with NXT at the time uh, on the road. And so like got to spend a decent amount of time with Paul and hear stories and just, just talk to this guy that like I watched, you know, as a teenager growing up. Um, and he was a part of a lot of these things that were like yeah. memories, fond memories in my, my childhood of watching the war games and, you know, Paul really added like this stoic element to, you know, he would stand there with his arms folded and he would purse his his lips with his uh, with his Freddie Mercury mustache <laughs> over the top. And there was just something like arrogant about it with his rolled up magazine in his hand. Um, it could have I mean, maybe it was a porno mag. I, I, I'd like to could believe it was. I'd like to believe it was. And not not like a classy playboy type of thing. I mean, I'm talking something raunchy something make you wonder like okay am i gonna play with myself or throw up <laughs> wow duly noted duly wow. noted <laughs> sorry about the tangents but that's what people are here for they're here for the top floor <laughs> right yeah. anyway yeah paul was awesome um his daughter rachel was with nxt at that time um so i'm sure it was uh it was rewarding for Paul to be able to see the um, process with his daughter so closely as well. And, and Paul was just a joy to be around and awesome. It's still surreal to me to think that like one of my favorite matches from our time in NXT was uh, Kyle and I versus AOP it was Philadelphia takeover. Um, I've told the story here before about Hunter changing the finish for that because there was an issue but it it ended up being like what helped to really put the match over the top um but even so like that match i just remember it you know it was just awesome and it was was awesome to be trusted with being in that position because kyle and i we were the arn and tully to aop's legion of doom you know Mm. and that in and of itself is that's pretty friggin' surreal to me, you know? When you well, think about those terms, yeah, yeah. And then all these years later, too, like, even with AEW, like, 
here I am uh, backstage and Arn and Tully are walking around. And, you know, I, I had obviously met Arn in WWE previously, but, you know, I had numerous conversations with these guys. So like, if you knocked on the door of the 14 year old me and were like, Hey, um, pause on the VHS there, that, that war games. And then uh, said to me, yeah, those two guys, the, you know, the enforcer and the other guy, like you're going to be talking to them however many years later about wrestling. Oh, and in fact, you're going to wrestle one of their sons. You know, I would have <laughs> just, that's, that's where pretty things, surreal. Yeah, that's, that's where things do really start to become surreal. Uh, what was Dusty like? Because you met Dusty years prior, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dusty was, uh, I met Dusty. Um, I did a tryout in Tampa. That was the first time I met Dusty. Um, I was there for the week. And uh, he obviously ran top to bottom promo days. Promo days, I think, were Wednesday. And um, I do remember whatever promo it was that I cut. Um, and I was never really a, a hugely gimmick heavy guy. And at that time, I was still very much trying to figure out what my lane was. And um, Dusty worked with me on my promo. And then we were going to cut another one to be able to send to the office the following day. So he didn't have to do that, um, but he did. And he gave me like an hour of his own time because I think I met him either after hours there or the next morning or whatever it was, but to get um, another version of the promo that, that we were going to send to the office. Um, but either way, the man went out of his way you know, to help me. And um, definitely he's the American dream. Like he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that at all. That just um, shed some light on who he was, you know, as a person. Are a lot of the old timers like that though? You mentioned Tully and Arn. Were they like, hey, advice givers and want to help the business type guys? Or are they, this is who we are. We stay here. You, you stay there type stuff. Uh, I, I mean, everybody's different. Um, I will say like with Arn and Tully, um, both of them seemed very approachable and easy to talk to Arn. I probably had a little bit more conversation with, um, I think one, because I met him years prior in WWE, um, two, I worked with Arn's son a couple of times on some darks and some elevations. Um, so we were interacting in that way uh, for some things too. Um, but both guys were more than pleasant to talk to. Um, after a couple of interactions, like, you know, you could joke with them and, and bust balls and like they were just, you know, they're just regular people it's just the 14 year old me had them on this you know pedestal mm -hmm. but i know some people say like oh don't meet your heroes and i don't know i guess that's if your hero's an asshole but these guys you know being people that i watched growing up and they, and they were certainly um what appeared to me to be easily pleasant human beings so yeah i wasn't disappointed well, speaking of heroes, we still haven't heard from Brian Bosworth yet about doing the show, so we're still waiting oh, to hear from him. So, oh. 
I thought you were going to say you're ready for um, a mixed coal cut. Hero. I can go for I can go for mixed coal cut hero. I, mean, I already ate dinner, but hero. Chris hero. We're 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 not even from the area that calls them heroes though. We're I know. We're yeah, but see, I moved to Florida, and now like I say y'all, y'all, and I'm from New York. Like yeah. And talk about a contradiction. Every time it comes out of my mouth, I want to punch my own teeth out. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. They don't call it pop down there, though, do they? It's still it's soda in Florida. I think pop no, is. No, they like call a it Western. dicks. It's a dick. Oh, speaking of dicks, oh. we have some we have some we have some merch coming out with dicks. All oh, are you talking about soda? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Dicks. <laughs> sure, you weren't talking about dicks. I can I can see where the confusion was there. Yeah. Get us thrown off the air. Look for the uh, look for the undisputed podcast merchandise with nothing but dicks all over it. There is some merch in the Listen, old field house, guys. This whole thing, this whole, it's it's confusing to people, I'm sure, but we could clear this whole thing up just by giving a little backstory. My father was I'm none Dick. other than Richard A. Fish, a.k.a. Dick Fish. So yeah. I'm talking about T-shirts, underwear, thongs, slippers, with nothing but my dad's face on it over and over and over and over. He's a handsome, handsome man. I mean, he was. He's in the ground now. Hey, we're back there again. Great. Oh, there we go. There we go. And my brother. How the hell do I follow there, that? Actually. And it was always you can't you much, can't much, much like Mr. Halleck, Bobby's dad was always Mr. Fish. Yes. Unless you called uh great great side note, uh, which I've told this story on a on a different podcast. But the first time our friend Matt uh Derek Hoffman met Mr. Halleck, he said, Nice to meet you, Dick. <laughs> and oh, I forgot Mr. Halleck is Dick Halleck too. Yeah, Dick Halleck. And uh, back then, you didn't call Mr. Halleck Dick, especially when you're only 15 years old. Yeah. Mr. Halleck looked at him dead stone face and just went, it's Mr. Halleck. <laughs> Scared the pants <laughs> off of Derek. And Derek went, yes, sir. And that was it. Because Bobby knows Mr. Halleck, how he was not, he was an intimidating man. Let's put it that way. Oh, I watched Mr. Halleck do some <laughs> intimidating shit. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, he was a he was a loud fella. He was. He had some presence. Let's put it that way. One hundred percent had some presence. And uh, while we're on the Halleck subject, shout out to Matt Halleck. Yes, sir. Matty Ice. Dare I say, Mister Halleck? I hey, little little bit of a little Dusty Roads esque. Make a dream, baby. Yeah. I can see it a little bit, you know, the way the dream just commanded a room. Mr. Halleck, a little bit of the same. You know football, and you pick the winners all the time. That's clearly undisputed. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie.ag lets you bet single-game spreads, money lines, or you can parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. MyBookie.ag has low contest entry fees and over a half a million to be won. Not to mention, MyBookie makes it so you don't have to be a pro gambler, have fun, 
Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code UNDISPUTED on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code UNDISPUTED to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and more importantly, simple to win. So Cat Daddy, make this season a winning season exclusively at my bookie. Did you say Cat Daddy? I did, I did. Okay, that's what I thought you said. Uh, yeah, where are we? Let's get this uh, foreskin out. I mean, format. Hey, <laughs> hey, if you guys want to see something funny, you gotta YouTube the episode I bring up again, Talking Shop of Mania uh-huh. with the great legendary Hurricane Helms because Bobby is in the midst of a hurricane. It is. It's how apropos that we bring up Hurricane Helms. Uh, he was a uh, what? I, what I guess from what I can tell, Superhero. was he a reoccurring guest on Talking Shop, or was it just around the uh, Talking Shop of Mania time? It was around Talking Shop of Mania because they were talking about the Virgil, um, and he coined the phrase. Uh, what was it again? Um, a little bit of Virgil work. goes a long That's way. What it is, I'm that, not sure no. if we can make that a T-shirt. I'm sure Virgil uh, might. It should be. It I should mean, be. We can cut Virgil in on it. We can cut Helms in on it. I would like to keep Gallows and Carl's grubby little hands out of it, you know, <laughs> if possible, because really they didn't have anything to do with it. You know, we can dish Rock a little something, just because Rock's Rock. Rock could- yeah, he's good people. Yeah. yeah, right. Rock's good people, but Gallows, the Good Brothers, it's an ironic nickname because they're not good people. Now, Sex Ferguson. Sex, I'm all for. I'm, uh, Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Down for sex seven days a week. Twice on Sunday. Yes, but Doc Gallows, fuck him. Wow. Yeah. I'm just glad to hear that you you still got that kind of sex drive with your uh, with your old age now. Well, for Ferguson, yeah, I do. I got endless sex drive for Ferguson. You know, we got to make a play for <laughs> talking shop and Mania Three, and you got to be a part of that. You need an alter ego. Oh, he I has one, Jack Johnson. Jerk, Jerk Jackson. Part of that. True. I mean, What's that? That's when you bring back Jerk Jackson. Well, let's find out how to say jerk jackson in japanese and that'll be my alter ego all right we can do that let me uh yeah. fire up the google yeah it's not gonna work <laughs> not gonna work it may work i'm just not gonna be able to pronounce it and not i'm certainly not gonna i don't want to offend anybody so you know what fuck it never mind <laughs> so the play is we gotta book you on talking shop of mania three mm-hmm. well so i okay I don't know exactly what any of that was. Like, they did a pay-per-view, right? It was an yes. actual event. And it's literally just tomfoolery. It's like if you... Three days? Three days of oh. debauchery and just destruction and terror. It's... Hmm. You watch it, and if you don't laugh, something wrong with you. Because it is hilarious. Yeah. Huh. Now, is that something you watch with your wife? Or do you... Yes. You know, yeah? You sure? Yes. No. Put no, the kids no. to bed. <laughs> no. Kids watch it. 
He practices some of the shit on his son. Hmm. This is true. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about, I'm asking these questions for, like, the general public. I'm not personally, like, not asking you personally, Frank. Like, do you, would you recommend it to be watched with the wife? If it's date night, I'd say, hey, let's pop this on and let's go from there. Let's Let's see where the night takes us. Right. Well, you can take chances because she's married to you, so she can't just leave. She's got to call a lawyer and everything. <laughs> True. You know, so that's when it's safe. But if it's your girlfriend, maybe not. Uh, Probably not early well, in the relationship. I would say yeah, like maybe if it's months? an established relationship. Okay. Does it matter where you met her? Like if it's a know if it was a tinder thing or the laundromat or, or ring rat grinder <laughs> grinder <laughs> talking about pepper right pepper grinder? yes yeah yeah absolutely pepe le pew or the mad river if you met her at the mad river you've been together for quite some time right quite some time you should be married by now yes and she probably had an STD, and you probably do now too. Yikes! The gift that keeps on giving. Figured this out long ago because it's been <laughs> like twenty years. Yep. So that STD might be an incubation, and that could possibly be what this monkeypox is that's going around. Not only did you tell Hulk Hogan to turn heel, you just you just narrowed down monkeypox where it came from. And I'll be honest, I have the antidote for COVID. It's underneath my bed. My wife and I have. <laughs> uh, we were baking. We were baking flourless cookies, and uh, we stumbled upon the uh, remedy for COVID. Huh. So we <laughs> bottled it up, and uh, we got it under the bed right now. We're talking to people about um, licensing and you know different stuff. I got to shop into the highest bidder. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. We got a phone call with some guys from Dubai tomorrow. Is the house boarded up? Is the what? Is the house boarded up? Do you have enough food? Should fans be sending you food? Because batting down the hatches, the hurricane's coming around. Batting down the old people. Um, We do have hurricane shutters and stuff like that, Frank. Um, We haven't boarded up the house because it's not 1912. But if you'd prefer, I take down the storm shutters. <laughs> Put some good old fashioned hammer and nail in there. <laughs> I think I can do it. <laughs> and the last thing you really need is fans sending you food. That never goes well. No, no. Um, you know, lately I've been making, since my wife and I have been vegan for going on almost two years. Um, Flowers. Four years. Um, I would imagine, you know, I'm trying to eat more food that doesn't come out of a package. Therefore, um, I don't need fans sending me heads of lettuce. Um, so what are your views on warm chocolate chip cookies? 
Uh, I mean, there are vegan chocolate chip cookies for sure. So is that where Mrs. Fish is right now? Is she baking up a batch of her famous warm chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> famous would indicate that you've had them. Um, I'm still with my care package. What time is it? Eight o'clock? Is that, am I reading that right? You're reading right. Yeah, okay. So, um, no, I believe Mrs. Fish is probably either doing some homework with the little one or it's probably done by eight o'clock at this point. So they're probably watching a movie and uh, we're only a half hour before bed. So. So are you telling me there's no warm chocolate chip cookies in the oven? Not tonight. No. Okay. But with this hurricane, we're going to be in the house for the next few days, I believe. So Chocolate chip cookies could be in my future. I'm going to tell you the disappointment on Frank's face when he said no chocolate, warm chocolate chip cookies tonight. Mm. If we had the video up, you guys would have seen the, the disappointment in Frank's eyes. Mm -hmm. He almost started crying. Needless to say, there's warm chocolate chip cookies in the oven at the Ferraro house. No, my yeah. wife did make a apple pie, though. Oh. And I'm gonna... What are you going to do to that apple pie when you get off this podcast? Bad things, bad things, man. Mm. Like the movie? You said it on me. <laughs> so you, but you're not denying, which is it's like Jesus. Okay, when you do this. these bad things, will the pants be on or a man nope, of my stature keep, a man of my stature can keep the pants on. Okay. All right. Ooh, good for you. I try to do as many things as I can without pants. As often as I can. Doesn't make you a bad guy. No, no, no. Listen, if you don't have to wear pants, it's a good day. Mm -hmm. Pants off, pants off. Mm -hmm. That's something I don't want to see. Uh, since we're talking hurricane and no pants, uh, are the aloe plants inside? Uh, the aloe plants have been moved inside. Um, Tomorrow or the next day at the height of the storm, I will stand out back on my patio pantsless and welcome the storm. Um, I think that's a Florida thing. Just want you guys to be aware of this. Maybe um, well, we could jump on a Facebook uh, FaceTime or something if you want. We should do like a FaceTime live or Facebook live thing where you're giving live reports about the hurricane. Oh, oh, oh I'm standing outside and the wind's blowing. <laughs> I'm wet. My pants blow off. <laughs> you're eating warm cookies, all wet. I'm standing there with my umbrella and my raincoat, and then my pants blow off. <laughs> oh, God. We got to give a shout out. More. To Demi Moore? Demi Moore. <laughs> Demi Moore. We got to give a shout out to Carson Carano. Oh. Because a young lad. Swaggy C. Swaggy, Swaggy C. C. Swaggy C did a freestyle a few weeks ago and he referenced the podcast. Oh, shit. So I wanted to throw it back at him. Oh, give a shout yeah. out to the Swagmeister Swag. of the infamous Carano clan. Yes. The legendary Carano yes. clan. Yes. I thought he hung up the freestyle. Him and him and uh, Rex hung up the freestyle videos. 
the last one they did, they gave us a little shout out. Nice. Oh, much appreciated. Much appreciated. Also, a shout out to Colony High School for losing 63 to 21 last Friday against Shaker. Nice shout yeah, I think they were. Was it 63 21 or 63 12? Let's go 63 12. It sounds better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hard to not sound great when you give up nine touchdowns to your crosstown rival. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're saving it for next year. Maybe. Or- the end of the season? Yeah. Dare I say, I went to most of the games last year and uh, missed the Shaker game, but um, the team is not good. Yeah. It doesn't seem like at all. Case. Yeah. Well, on that note, Frank, yeah. want to bring us home? <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of things coming up. A lot of big news coming up, fellas. A lot of big things. A lot of happenings. We got some merch. We got some exciting things. Uh And quite possibly, we've got some guests in the old wheelhouse. We Um, do. We do. We do. We do. We do. We do. Um, I am trying to find... Hulkamania. No. Trying to find Hulkamania? (laughs) We killed it back in Hulkamania. Yeah. He killed it back in 97. Yeah. Oh, this is true. This is true. It was all um, hmm. Well, maybe I deleted my... Nope. Here we go. Here we go. Well, if anyone wants to come out and see me, October 15th, I will be at MCW in Baltimore, Maryland. We'll be doing a wrestling match. We'll be also doing a meet and greet. And on October 16th, I will be at Celeb Fest, also in Baltimore, Maryland. So come out, see me. I will shake your hand. I will probably not shake your hand. Probably won't kiss your baby, but I will sign your stuff or sign other stuff. That is my stuff that you bought from me. Makes sense. Or I'll sign your forehead. There's also some surprise appearances happening in a couple weeks that we bring out your girlfriend. I'll sign your girlfriend's face. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Bring the dog. She she redeemed the dog's fur. Yeah, bring shave the dog, and Bobby will sign the dog. Bring your shaven dogs to Celeb Fest in Baltimore, (laughs) Maryland, so that I can sign them like a check. Oh my god! (laughs) Yes. Keep this shit up, and I'm going to end up signing a shaven dog. Yeah. (laughs) well, I can't wait to see the pictures of that because someone's going to shave their dog. It's all coming to Instagram soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think we finally have reached the official end of the podcast. Frank, so. final thoughts? I think so. Um, just happy to be here. There you go. Uh-huh. We all learned something tonight. 
the NWO and the Hogan heel turn was Bobby Fish's fault. Yep. If you want to book Bobby or advertise in the show, shoot us an email, franchise79 at AOL.com, and we can see what we can do. Uh-huh. And there be polite about it. Be, be like, nice. Yeah, be yeah. nice. Be like, like, like Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse, be nice until it's not time to be nice. Until it's time to not be nice, Frank. Thank come, you. On, right. yeah. come on. If you're going to quote, you, you got to get the quote right. You got to quote Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. You got to get the quote right. Yeah. The least you can do is be polite, have some etiquette. Something. What was that? What is that vibrating noise? I don't know. Oh, that's definitely his son's toy. It's like a fart gun. <laughs> For sure. He's got the fart gun. Look at it. There it is. People I think he just keeps that. that I think he keeps that handy to uh-huh. pawn it off. They're actual real farts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, no, that wasn't me. I got <laughs> fart gun right here." There you go. That's genius. You're a genius, Frank. I think somebody thinks so. And while you're being nice and asking to advertise and spend your hard-earned money with us here on the Undisputed Podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody you know about the podcast, like it, share it, subscribe to it, please. Mm-hmm. There. I, and I was polite and I said, please. And thank you. Worship so, it. Worship it. It's yeah, a demipod. Yeah, exactly. You First of its it. kind. It's you one of one. One of one. It's an OG. It's an original. True. There is no other. Although that's not, there is an undisputed podcast with, uh, I think it's, uh, what the hell is his name? Who's that old guy? from skip skip bayless and uh shannon sharp well they don't have a whole lot of time left on this <laughs> earth although i don't think it's technically called the undisputed podcast because their tv show is undisputed so it's kind of but right yeah but who cares about them they don't undeclared about it's called undeclared it's like being a college freshman Right. Undeclared. Fair enough. So, yeah, tell your friends about this podcast. Under Siege. Under Siege with Steven Seagal. Maybe we can get Sensei Seagal on the podcast. We're changing the name of this to Under Siege with Steven Seagal and Bobby Fish. (laughs) I'm dropping the bomb on you guys right here, guys. I'm replacing the two of you with Steven Seagal. It takes one whole Steven Seagal to replace... The two of you. I don't blame well, you. Well, so judging the sum the of your of parts collectively make up Steven Seagal. Totally agree. Judge, totally agree. Judging, judging by the size of him now, it would take me and Frank to make up one Steven Seagal. So that sounds about right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And if he happens to hear this, I'm just kidding because I'm pretty sure he can kick my ass. I don't no. Think he can. I don't think he can. No. Uh, he's on that McDojo site. For sure. <clears throat> he can't catch Come me. On. I've seen huh? him, but he can't catch me. Yeah. Yeah, oh god no. <laughs> what was that one where he would run? He ran in that one movie, his right arm, like one of his arms would uh go up and down like somebody normally running, and the other one would make a circle, you know, as if <laughs> yeah. it was a steering wheel. Like he's running with one <laughs> side of his body and driving with the other. <laughs> it's a good, I mean, you see a lot of guys in the Olympics do that. I think Usain Bolt runs like that, actually. Yes. Yes. It's called um, manual transmission. <laughs> that's, that's the running technique. Got it. 
Yes, that's what it's called. Yep, it's been coached by the Jamaicans for years. Fair enough. Yep. Everything we said on this podcast is 100% true. Yep, just like uh, the wrestling, pro wrestling news media. Exactly. Always going full circle. Take it to the bank, baby. To the bank. It's on the internet, and you know it's true. There you go. All right, boys and girls. Frank, we've already done Frank. Bobby, you got anything? No. No? All right. Me neither. So Uh, thanks, thanks for listening. Say goodnight, Bobby. Goodnight, Bobby.